0: So, you know, I think the biggest thing for us is really, um, we are very fortunate to be at a brokerage that uh, that is extremely focused on um, not only a professional mindset, but a positive and a growth mindset. Um, and I think that for me over the past two years has just made all the difference, right? The joy is in loving what you do every day.
1: Welcome to the Maryland Real Estate Influencers Podcast, where we explore the ins and outs of their local real estate market. Join us as we chat with industry experts, uncovering tips, trends, and strategies to help you navigate Maryland's real estate landscape. Get ready to elevate your real estate game. Let's dive in. Good afternoon, y'all, and thank you for joining another episode of Maryland Real Estate Influencers. I'm your host, Jennifer Healy, and today I have Jen Holden with us. Do you prefer Jen or Jennifer? Do you have a preference?
0: Jen is great. Okay, yeah.
1: Gotcha. We got you, Jen. So uh, first of all, thank you so very much uh, for making yourself available and being so gracious yeah. as to come on and allow us to interview you. I'm so very grateful for that. Uh, are there any questions, I'm sorry, uh, before you begin, could you tell us a little bit about yourself, who you work for and what got you into the business?
0: Yeah, so um, I um, have been in real estate about, I always date it from how old my son is because I I got my license when he was two. Um, So I'm about to hit the lucky 13 years in real estate. Uh, I'm uh, with Compass in their Annapolis office. Um, And, um, you know, I um, was very, very fortunate. My husband and I had a business renovating houses, um, probably like everyone else you've ever met um, during the real estate bubble um, in the early 2000s. And um, right at the time that that sort of wound itself down, um, we had our first baby and I was very, very fortunate. I was able to stay home with my kids for um, over five years. And then when I was ready to go back to work, sort of my technical skills were a little rusty. Um, and, you know, I thought, do I want to go to grad school? I don't know. Um, and then I thought, you know, I think I'm either going to try being a real estate agent or doing family therapy. And what I didn't know at the time was they're basically the same thing. Yes, they um, are. So, um, but I've been very, very fortunate. I've had my family support over the past, you know, decade and and change um, to, you know, to embark on this career and um, it's sort of all the things that you love put together right you get to help people you get to be creative. Um, You get to dig into numbers and risk analysis if that's sort of your thing. Um, And, you know, at the end of the day, um, you really get to feel like, you know, you did something to help somebody's life go a little better. So um, it's. Uh, it it was. I still get teased by my old friends that this was supposed to be a part time gig. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, um, but I think, as we all know, no one gets into any aspect of this business, and and you know, it, even if you are part time, you're still not part time. True. Um, so, I've been very, very fortunate to have my my friends and family support uh, and and hang in there. That's wonderful. Uh, so, do you just have the one son? I have a son who's a sophomore in high school, and I have a daughter who's a freshman in college. Oh, wow.
1: Okay. Very nice. I I forgot about your daughter. I remember that. Uh, We were talking about that. Oh, yeah. You've been so,
0: you've been full of good advice. Yeah.
1: Oh, I just, I remember how challenging those times are. Mine are on the other side of that now. And it was such a wonderful, frightening, exciting experience all wrapped into one. And, um, I, I know what that's like when you're just planning all those things and getting them there and making sure that they have everything they needed. It definitely takes on
0: a life of its own.
1: Um so funny, I funny have-
0: because I'm sh- I'm sure you and I both meet lots of people who come to us when they're at that stage of their life, right? Where their kids have moved out and they're moving on and the lack of, and I apologize to everyone who have been in that situation with it because my empathy was just not there. And now when you meet people who've been through it, they say, they don't say congratulations, which is what I normally say. They say, oh, are you okay? <laughs> very so we learn a lot with every stage we go through, for yeah. sure.
1: And I think that's what's made me so much more um, hopefully thoughtful When I hear people that are going through that and I send them like a little note or I send them a little text message because I know how challenging that is in the midst of your day. And um, sometimes it's a little overwhelming when you're thinking that you're out there all by yourself and you know you have your friends, but has anybody really been through this before? So I just uh, Uh. had to reach out to you because uh, I remember those days. I yeah. really do. So are the I have to ask the question then um because I'm always interested in this question. Are your children uh even remotely interested in to state? I highly
0: doubt it. Yeah, <laughs> my, my daughter my daughter wants a career where she can travel a oh. lot. Um and my son is very very technically minded. Oh. Um although I I did teach him when he was about seven years old to say, it's the price. And so anytime I'm having discussions with sellers about, you know, although in this market, it's less frequent, you know, but why are we uh, taking a little bit of time to sell the property? He'll be in the background going, it's the price. (laughs) (laughs) So he's got some skills, but no. And you say yours are not either.
1: My kids, uh, actually, I would say if I had to guess, I would probably use the word dislike uh, our industry. Uh, because of how much I worked at night and on the weekends and then during the day. And um, they were very, and I'm speaking for them, which is a big no-no when you have 20-something-year-olds, but I'm going to do it for this moment. Um, they prefer the the 9 to 5 or the 8 to 4. They, they prefer the very structured world of work both of my kids um and my, and my mother's kid uh so uh they're they're all very similar to that which is just funny because i can't even comprehend a nine to five <laughs> but no. i i i love them for it and they are all excelling in each of their industries um and i'm very proud of them but it's so i try i try i have tried to put pull them in little by little and help them out and no. Nah. I think it's the way I did it. I'm sure it's not the industry itself. It's simply the way I've dedicated my work, my my work life to it. But that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. Uh, I really wanted to have you on here because you have had some uh, very good success in the midst of this down economy. Uh, that I understand, uh, Maryland Realtors is saying that Maryland is down 22 percent year over year uh, is the yeah. new figure that they came out with. And I wanted to ask, how have you and your team pivoted during this time uh, when it's been a little bit more challenging?
0: So, you know, I think the biggest thing for us is really um, we are very fortunate to be at a brokerage that, uh, that is extremely focused on Um, not only a professional mindset, but a positive and a growth mindset. Um, And I think that uh, for me over the past two years has just made all the difference, right? The joy is in loving what you do every day, not the attachment to the result. And so if you really feel like you have an environment where you start your day with something positive, where you have... Uh, a lot of chance to have a lot of interaction with people, whether they're in your market or not, um, that, you know, um, are full of collaboration and good ideas. Um, You know, I think you're able to really feel that pride in what you're doing and detach yourself a little bit. We've had up and down years like everybody else. Um, But I think being able to say, like someone said to me the other day, that's it i am done with this market i will see you in 2024 and i'm sure you've heard it's the whole reason for the podcast quite honestly
1: i just felt the need to do something in the midst of hearing people say that and instead of doubling down their efforts they have given up they've even gotten out of the business and it it hurts my heart because i'm 25 years in so i don't like to hear that and i i i thought what could i do and so i thought let me get on here i love that the top five percent of realtors in the state of maryland which the top five percent of realtors in the state of maryland it just breaks down to doing um eight to 12 transactions a year puts you in the top 12 in the top five percent which is phenomenal. And so I'm going after and speaking to all these people and, and sharing, like, what are you doing to be successful and sharing that in hopes that it just sparks something in somebody so that they don't get out of the business and they just think about doubling down or maybe joining a team if they don't have the systems in place, maybe joining a team that has systems in place. I just broke my heart to hear people getting out of the business. I just, I just felt like I needed to do something.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, even even small things, right? Like, um, you know, uh, at our brokerage, they did a whole program called the Summer of Success. And they said exactly that. They said, listen, now is the time to go back. And if you don't have a system for this, you need to put it in place. If you're if you have more downtime, you're not showing as many houses, you're not listing as many properties. Use this time when it's quiet, because it will always be quiet. Right. Oh so use this time to make sure that you are ready when it does get busy. Um, and so just approaching it in that sense of like, this, it's not going to be this way forever. You know, I'm sure you felt the same way when we were working 23 hours a day, you know, last year and the year before, um, Mm -hmm. until everything came to a smashing halt, um, we knew it wouldn't be that way forever either. Right. And so it's, it's never like that. It's just, you know, are you working, uh, what did my old broker taught me? You work in your business and on your business. So are you doing both of those things? And some days you're going to be a little heavier in the business. Some days are going to be full of appointments, but some days you're working on the business. Um, and that's just as important, um, to your long-term pipeline. So I think that, I think learning from others about that, the importance of that, um, you know, uh, forward looking mindset, Mm -hmm. um, has been so helpful to us. Oh yeah, Um, definitely. I just found something online. I'm
1: always, I'm a, big into marketing i always have been and i just found something on the line that a gentleman uh jimmy burgess did a 90-day challenge with himself and he shared his results and he did an unsolicited cma every day for 90 days he ended up doing it 72 out of 90 days it yielded him 11 million dollars in listings yeah i'm like I have to share this. So I've decided that um, and to all of you listening or watching one here that we're going to do this October 1st, to October 30th. We're going to do an unsolicited CMA challenge. Um, I'm going to post it online and I'm going to um, ask the the realtors that are out there that um, whether even if they're not struggling, it's 15 minutes a day. Um, and it's, I send a little video. This is how to do it. Get out that CMA today to unsolicited. So it can't be somebody that's asking for it. It's just gotta be something that you're reaching out to your past clients, somebody 2020 20 or older, your past clients, you know, no, nobody. And yeah. we just reaching out to them. Give them a it says it's on Google, uh, Google streets. So we're showing their home. We're showing the bright listing so we can tell them what's selling in their neighborhood and what has just yeah. sold and things like that and then the uh, the breakdown of how much they would sell minus their current mortgage. And it's so powerful. I wanna do that and I wanna challenge
0: people, like we don't have enough listings, let's do something to get more listings. Right, go generate, yeah, go generate the business. And, and I think that's it too. It's sort of, um, uh, even with our buyer clients, it's this philosophy of saying, okay, well there's nothing on the market for me to show you. Uh, Do we just sit and wait, or do we try to go out and figure it out? You know, do we have, we run postcard campaigns in neighborhoods that our clients like? We call, you know, we pull lists and call agents. Um, we do all the things to try to, you know, drive those people out. And a lot of times those cards will just generate a call that says, yeah, you need to call such and so my agent's going to list it next week. That's fine with me. That's all I want is just to know what's happening and put the spark in somebody's mind and, you know, and, and maybe we, we try to push this up, but, um, that's a lot of
1: it thinking out the box outside the box.
0: Well, and a lot of it too is educating uh, you know, uh, potential sellers because they have, as I'm sure you hear every day, they have big fears about moving into a new mortgage, mm-hmm. they have big fears about being able to find a place um and being able to talk through how to solve those problems, um, you know, and and a good understanding of okay, where's the the, you know. I would say the rate limiting step, but like, where's the the bottleneck point, right? And how can we make you comfortable with the risks around there? Um, there's just not a lot of it. There's a lot of, you know, there's a million news articles that talk about where prices are going and there's a million news articles that talk about 7% interest rates, but there's not really a lot of problem solving advice. Maybe you don't want to be, you know, I look at myself five years in the future. Am I going to want to be in my big house? Um, with nobody in it except my husband and me, Uh, you know, will I be able to mentally handle it? Right. There are days (laughs) when I'm like, I got to have a plan because otherwise I'm just going to sit here and cry. Um, But, you know, (laughs) it's challenging. That's for sure. You know, how does it make sense for us financially um, to do that when we're, you know, not that far from paying this house off. And then to think about taking something else on, that's a lifestyle choice. Um, And there's a lot of ramifications to it. So- Really trying to come at it from a problem solving mindset. And so I love your CMA day because it really says to somebody, look, you know, here's something you might not have thought of. Um, and let's talk about what would stand in the way of you making that lifestyle move that you want and how can we help you get there? And maybe it's not this year, by the way. Maybe a lot of your activity right now is pipeline filling for next year, and that's fine.
1: That's it. That's what I love is the pipeline building. It's so important. And I think so many people they're looking at the short game and not the long game and that it's all about the long game in, in our industry. That is so true. Oh my gosh,
0: that's really I, good advice. Yeah. yeah, it is.
1: Now, do you have a coach or
0: a mentor that you work with? So I um, for several years participated in Tom Ferry coaching. Oh, okay. Um, and I'm a huge advocate for it. I really love it. Um, however, I got to a point where once we moved to our new brokerage, um, there's so much going on here that mm. I really felt that I was not doing a good job of digging into the Compass platform and being, they call it the ecosystem within Tom Ferry, Uh, to be part of that ecosystem and to feel like I'm really doing my best to use and take advantage of all the tools at my brokerage. I just didn't feel I was doing either one justice. Mm. And so I said, you know what, I'm going to take some time and I'm going to really go all in on using and taking advantage of, I mean, you could go to three trainings a day for free and at at compass and um, really taking advantage of it. But the other thing that has made a huge difference and it was a, it was a wonderful idea on the part of Tom Ferry that probably I was not networked in enough to execute properly, but within compass, there's a little, a framework that resonates with me a little better um, for internal referrals and agent to agent referrals Um, And I have done more referral business at this brokerage than I did at any other point in my career um, because they facilitate so many ways for you to meet agents in other markets and really get to know those people where you feel comfortable referring them. You know, the same way that when we get to know our lender partners, we can say, you know what, Jennifer's an expert in this. This is what you have questions about. I think that's who you should call, right? So if someone says, oh, I'm selling my house in DC to move to Annapolis, I can say, oh, well, where in DC are you? I have a a great contact in Bethesda, I have a great contact in Arlington, I have a great contact in DuPont Circle, right? But I need to know about you and what kind of agent is really going to resonate with you. And there's so many great tools um, within Compass to help you meet those people and really take advantage of those relationships, lean on them for advice, all those things. So I love the Tom Ferry system. I'm a huge advocate for coaching. Absolutely 100 mm-hmm. percent Um and uh I will keep you posted on on how I go with sort of shifting focus for a little bit, not to say that I wouldn't go back to that or some other coaching program, but really trying to um, you know, I think what it has taught me is the importance of being networked in like that. Well, most definitely. Wherever you are,
1: whatever whatever you're using. Um Sometimes I don't know that in no disrespect to by Brian Buffini or Tom Ferry, mm-hmm. but it, as long as there is a goal, right? And whatever your daily success plan looks like, yeah. and whatever you're doing every day, and as long as you're doing it, whatever it is, which ever program you know, or, or if it's Compass's program, you're doing it to the highest level of not you do the best you can. It's not about doing the best you can, you're doing mm-hmm. the best. In getting mm-hmm. it done, um, it, it's a it's a my I think again it's a mindset difference. Instead of go, oh I did the best I can today, no I got out there and killed it today. That's what I did. Um, so I think it's a mindset. But no matter who the coach is or what you're doing, as long as you're doing it to that certain level, I think that that's really where it, it where it matters in our day. Um, I wanted to ask you mm-hmm. about your the type of business that you do. Um, So how much of your business is referral based as opposed to lead gen, as opposed to coming from repeat clients or coming from your sphere?
0: Uh, Do you know those numbers and how they break down? say it's probably pretty evenly split. I'm just about getting to the point. So, you know, when I first got in the business, they told us that people move every five to seven years. Um, and of course we've seen that number stretch out (laughs) right in (laughs) accordance with my career. So I'm like surfing (laughs) this little wave. Um, but we are getting to the point where, you know, we're having, uh, having our, our past clients be moving, um, And like you said, you know, different things that you do to try to stay in touch with them uh, and and guarantee that repeat business or or we're always very grateful for it Um, and for our referral business. um, We do really work on agent to agent referrals, um, but we do also rely on doing some lead generation. We do some online lead generation. Um, We have a marketing person on our team who's very good with social media and social media advertising. Mm -hmm. And with having some newer agents um, on our team, we do find that that's a good way for them to, you know, um, also kind of balance up their stuff because referral business is amazing and it's what we're the most grateful for, but there's absolutely no way to plan for Mm -hmm. or structure that. So if you want to get off of this, you really have to add some other stuff in. Um, so you know we we do try to do we try to do some local um, advertising um, you know uh, targeted towards people that we think are likely to move for one reason or another um, you know we do some online uh, lead generation but um, you know I think um, is always a balance I kind of come from a place where I didn't grow up in Annapolis or Anne Arundel County um so um you know on the one hand and what I used the way I used to look at it was um that means I don't have three generations of family and friends I don't I'm not living around the people I went to high school with I'm really not even living around people I went to college with so we sort of started fresh when we moved here um but I've really kind of come around to the way of thinking of this as, you know what, this is sort of an advantage because number one, a lot of people don't want to hire their friends. It's very awkward and they may have 10 friends and they don't know who to hire, right? So Mm -hmm. we come in and present not, you should hire us because you know us or you golf with us, but because we have the best skills and we're going to get you the best results. So it really lets us come from a different place. But the other thing is I have a lot, like you were talking about empathy, empathy. I'm working on some pieces of that, but I do have a lot of empathy for someone who's new, Mm. Um, you know, and and we kind of understand, you know, the importance of certain things we advise people on with their home to make sure it's going to be a good fit in that way and help make sure that they. Uh, you know, work, work into that. So um, it does help us be more empathetic with that. But at the same time, you know, to me, I do think that you really have to have a balance. I love a person who can work on repeat and referral only. um, But uh, we just feel that, you know, to kind of keep everything rolling, we have to balance it out with with the other pieces of the puzzle. Absolutely. I think it's a great skill set. Because I don't know that uh... It's
1: I don't believe it's the same skill set when you work with a referral. They're willing to wait for you to go away for the weekend and come back and have a conversation. They love you already. Yes. The lead's not waiting. It's a different skill set. And I think it's really important to quite honestly sharpen that skill set set because I think it's an important skill set to have. Um, I think it's something good to kind of. Uh, for new agents to learn how to do, because Hmm. that is a skill set that is definitely learned. It is uh, definitely something that has to be kind of honed in on. Um, I think it's really important to be able to do both. And I've, over my career, I've seen that there's agents that just don't put enough stock into how to lead Gen 1 and then how to convert those leads. Um, I used to do a, a system where I would bring in all these leads and hand them out to agents and. They didn't know how to convert because it wasn't a referral. It was a lead. And it's a different mindset. And so that was a big aha for me is you can't just give that out. You have to then train and you got to teach and you got to teach follow up. It was it was quite eye opening for me. And I appreciate that you're coming from the stance of understanding that and teaching your agents, especially the newer ones, those uh, skills. I think it's very important.
0: Well, and you know, what's really funny is, and I'm the first person to raise my hand and say, you know, I'm um, I should have been a millennial cause I don't like to talk on the phone <laughs> and I don't like to interrupt people by calling them on the phone unless I've sent them a message first. But honestly, this is not, it is not a rocket science business. It is answer the phone, answer questions, get back to people as fast as humanly possible. Yeah. Um, don't leave them. I had someone call me or email me the other night and it didn't, this story does not end well. Uh, But she said, Hey, my daughter's coming to town next week. Here are the houses that she wants to look at. Um, What other advice do you have? And I wrote back a really thoughtful email. And then I called her in the morning and she said, Oh, Jen, she said, I'm so sorry. I had my gents confused. And I meant to call this other agent named, which all of us born when i was born we all know 57 gen. so fine yes, whatever true. but i was like you know what whatever but i still feel good about the fact that i got back to you right away i called you as soon as i don't call people after a certain time of night um i got back to you as soon as possible in the morning like and so now if you do run across me or you know someone who runs across me at least we had you know that good interaction but the funnier part of the story was she said, yeah, we called her, um, we left her a message, we didn't hear back, we emailed her, we didn't hear back. So I thought I would email her myself, because she okay. hadn't responded to the the daughter twice. And I thought, well, you know what, that's that's repeat for clients, right? You just think, oh she loves me. I can get back to her next week. Um, and it's, it's a mindset that we all fall into and we Mm. all get busy and things happen to all of us and we get sick and all of the things, um, you know, and sometimes there are things where you're like, Oh man, I totally, you know, nobody gets them all. Nobody gets it all right all the time. Um, but if you treat all of your clients the way that you would treat new clients, And, you know, and really try to to remember those things. Because here's the other thing. Most people are not sitting there waiting for you to get back to them, Right. When they're trying to solve a problem. Yes. They're going to keep calling until someone answers the phone. Exactly. Or keep emailing until someone writes back or whatever. So it can be someone who really got a glowing reference for you. Mm -hmm. But if they can't get you you know, if they don't know you yet. Um, so, you know, it's, it is a, an absolute, um, you know, and, and I absolutely agree with, um, you know, the, uh, the, the idea of setting some very serious boundaries for yourself. Like you were talking about, we can't be, you know, uh, working 23 hours a day and not burn out. You have to have boundaries and what about what you will and won't do. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, we do also have to really realize that every opportunity to work is, is a, you know, something to be grateful for. So, you know, um, just, I'll
1: share one thing with you. I heard, I called an agent and his uh, weekend and
0: his voicemail
1: says, if you call me on Saturday, I'll return your call after sunset. And yeah. I thought, oh, I love this. I, I love having that boundary. You're just being honest. You're with, you're probably either having appointments during the day or you're with your family. And once the sun sets, I don't mind giving you a call back once I have my day. And I'm like, wow, what a wonderful idea. Um, I just really enjoyed listening to that. Um, and I just thought, oh, go- I think I might do that myself. Because, you know, sometimes you're out on the boat or you're doing your thing and um, you don't have access to the phone and to internet, but letting people know when to expect your call, I do enjoy that.
0: You know, I think that's, I think that's super, super healthy, right? And there's going to be people who will say, good for you. Mm -hmm. And there's going to be people who will say, that's not for me. I'm, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm going to figure something else out. And that's okay, because guess what, those aren't your people, right? You can't charm everyone and um, not everybody's going to be your people and maybe they are your people, but just not at that moment. Right. And that's fine. Um, There's you know, we have a friend in our office who says, you know, however many millions of houses are going to sell this year. And like you were saying, I want to do this many other than that you know what? Right. I'm happy for you. Yeah. And it, it lets you be supportive of your friends and colleagues and happy for them as well. So Absolutely. it's, it's like you were saying, it's what's going to let you have the longevity in your business Most and definitely. be happy to be there when you're there, mm-hmm. um, you know, and be dialed in when, when you are there. So Very I think important. that's good advice. I like that. Oh I like yeah. That, uh, that Saturday boundary. Oh
1: yeah. Feel free to steal that. I'll let him know.
0: Um
1: I told him before how much I loved it and I would share it on the show. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to say what trends are you seeing in the industry right now as you go about your day? Like what? So I kind of leave that up to you if you're talking about buyers, if you're talking about sellers, mm-hmm. are you talking about the state mm-hmm. of the industry? Or are you talking about referrals and what you're seeing? So I try to leave it open-ended for a reason because I want you I don't want to sway your opinion as to what you feel. The the most important trend that you're seeing uh, pretty consistently at this time.
0: I think I'll say a couple things that I am seeing. Um, I think I am one thing that's very interesting that I'm starting to see because a couple of of like you were talking about pipeline, right? A couple of pipeline sellers have said to me. Um, I'm worried that the market's going to turn and I'm going to be, I'm going to feel like I lost my opportunity to sell in a really hot environment. Mm -hmm. Um, And I can say to them, you know, you can talk to you blue in the face and you can say, you know, here's this chart and that chart and this expert that I follow and that person. Um, You know, I think you're fine. Uh, I I think you can work on your timetable and you don't have to worry about that. But I think sellers are starting to get that sense. and I would say at the same time, and it could just be the spe- my specific batch of buyer clients, um, but I think, and I don't know, you're probably seeing this 10 times more than I am, uh, the change in the monthly payment um, scenario for the vast, I mean, we're in a county where We'd all like to work in the luxury space, but the truth is, you know, we're in a county where our average sale price is in the 400s. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's that's your bread and butter is people who are focused on the monthly payment, not the purchase price. Um, and so that change in monthly payment has um, really, uh, I think, begun to affect the psyche of buyers in terms of, um, you know, what we've been telling them is the house that's on the market two weeks is your friend. Yes, you might not have to pay ten percent over asking for it. I actually have attended home inspections mm-hmm. recently. Oh. Um, I've actually had people not have to waive the appraisal recently. Wow. um, you know, so I, I think it's you know and and that's because you get a little closer to what you and I would consider, right the before times um when when you do, aren't fighting off 37 people and eight cash offers yes um yes. you know to to go for that so and believe me there's still there's still that slice of the market uh, but i i think in general you know i I'm, i am seeing a little more uh caution on the part of buyers um what I wish I saw more on the part of buyers was a more frequent check-in with their lender what I'm trying to encourage them all to do mm-hmm. because there are people who've been looking for months upon months and um have made offer after offer and then I'll say, well, have you you know, have you recently checked in with them? I had somebody the other day they were about to make an offer. And I said, well have you checked in on your cash to close number? Oh my, oh my! Oh my! My heart's stopping. <laughs> oh
1: my God! I talked it. stops It stopped
0: my, proof, it proof stops and my heart, and it's so easy for us as the agent to say that's not my job. But the truth is, it is. It's all of our job to work together as a team and to make sure that that stuff is is going on. So I really wish that um, buyers would would sort of feel a little more like, and you have to walk that balance of saying, I'm not pushing you towards this specific house. I'm really not. It goes when you are ready to go, but you need to act like you're going to find that house tomorrow and you're going to need to write on it by six o'clock tomorrow night. Because if you haven't talked to your lender, you don't know that they're on vacation and who their, you know, substitute person is. Um, you haven't talked to them recently about what your payment looks like, uh, what your cash to close looks like. Um, you can't get yourself into, and and I I actually won't. I won't uh, let them write unless they are fully aware of both of those numbers. Oh, most um, definitely. Because you don't, I I and I'm sure you've seen this too. I've seen a little bit more of houses popping back on the market because a buyer failed to perform. Most definitely. We're seeing a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, I know
1: that I'm reaching out to my pre-approved and lookings every Thursday, every single Thursday. Mm-hmm. I try to provide them with a tip that I'm hearing that's going on in the market, um, whether it's from FHFA or if it's got from Kate Schiller, if it's from Barry Habib, something factual that I can give them content and it's sourced properly and share that information with them just to have a touch point and to see how the search is coming. If they need new letters on Thursday before the weekend comes, just little things like that. To let them know that I'm still here and helping them. Um, But that's a lot of phone calls on Thursday. And then when I touch the borrower and have that conversation then I got to touch the agent and keep them up to date, it's a lot of work. But I think it's just the way to go, especially in this market. And and quite honestly, even if it wasn't this market, this is just the way to go. Just to, I, I don't know, be professional in our industry as the times are changing. Uh, I know that we're running out of time, and I just wanted to say thank you so very much for being on here with me today and taking your time. If somebody wants to get a hold of you and wants to know more about your team or more about Compass, how can they get a hold of you?
0: The best thing to do is just to go to, so um, I would say either reach out to us through social media, which is at the Jen Holding Group. Um, or you can go to our website, which is Move with JHG, like Jen Holden Group. Um, and either way, there'll be a way to learn more about all our different team members um, and reach out to us with any kind of questions. Would uh, you know? Um, still uh, digging into all there is at Compass, um, but always happy to talk about it. And um, yeah, would would love to catch up. Thank you, and thank you all so much for tuning in today. Send this to two
1: of your friends that would find this information valuable. And please leave us a review on whichever platform you're listening on. Until next time, have a great day. Thank you for joining the Maryland Real Estate Influencers Podcast. We'd like to ask you two favors. Number one, forward this podcast to three of your favorite realtor friends. They'll thank you for it and I'll thank you for it too. Number two, we'd love reviews. It helps get the word out